Well, you certainly know how to compliment a woman. Well, if you'll excuse me. Do you know who I am? No, I, I can't say that I do. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Really? People know me. Well, I'm very happy for you. is Friday Game Changers, taking your business to the next level. Coming up on Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. I, I thought the reason I started this business was to make lots of money. And I realized, and then when I did my why and I drilled down, because I've got this process that I worked through and I drilled down on finding what's the main reason, what's my just cause for having this business? What's the whole purpose behind it? And I realized the whole idea is to spread joy and happiness by empowering small business owners and entrepreneurs to succeed and live happy lives. And also, true sales is about building absolute beautiful relationships. And those relationships, if you do everything right in a sale, to be flat honest about it, if you can do everything right in a sale, by the time you get to the end of the sale, they will close themselves. All of this, plus an elevator pitch from Nodrino Dortovic of Room Exchange, a book of the week recommendation from Daniel Diallo, a 17-year-old TEDx speaker, and fantastic music from Salty Lips of BasicBananas.com and Suzanne Noble of Advantages of Age. Friday has never been this exciting before. Don't go away. Hi, this is Ray Zen. Hi, I'm Jamie Martin from Ideal Shopping Direct. I'm Kate Bell, founder of Zip Us In. Hi, my name is Eirik Aide Patterson. I'm a co-founder of Seaborg Technologies. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell, transformation coach, founder of The Catalyst for Life. Hey everybody, I'm David Frangioni, CEO and co-founder of All Access IDA, Inspire and Develop Artists, and you're listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changer. Check it out. Number one means you're always on top. You 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 you're on the number one. Number one. Number one. Hi, my name's Adrian. I'm the CEO of Terran Group and On Point Holdings, which are based in Melbourne, Australia. I've been in business for around 30 years, and the most important things I've learned are: you need to have a plan, you need to surround yourself with positive people, you need to believe in what you're doing, and most importantly. You need to maintain the motivation that will keep you powering through every day, especially when things get tough. I personally feel that motivation and empowerment is the key, and I think it's really important to share this with other entrepreneurs because it's such an easy way to kickstart your day and turbo boost your ambitions. It was about a year and a half ago when I had an idea of how I could share this, and I built an app called Daily Fix Me. It's the tool that allows me to share a piece of motivation with everyone each morning. I really think that entrepreneurs need to see that piece of daily empowerment to keep them inspired and motivated to keep grinding. Inspiring quotes has definitely been my secret to being driven in business. It reminds me 
of why I'm trying so hard. And it's like having someone else that's on your team cheering you on because there's no doubt that business is tough. And especially at the beginning, you need all the support you can get. Daily Fix Me also shares articles with an insight of top tips and business advice from experts. And it's something that I wish I'd had when I was first starting out. I highly recommend using the resources that are available out there, whether it's podcasts, apps, blogs, because they're all a fantastic way for you to stay on top of your game. I'm hoping I can offer entrepreneurs that motivation, reassurance, or even that light bulb moment with a daily quote. I've also included a goal tracker and motivational music, which again, I've found are key tools to excelling both professionally and personally. To round it up, my tips for budding entrepreneurs would be to set daily, weekly, and monthly goals, as well as short, medium, and long-term goals. And remember to reward yourself when you achieve them. And for me, tuning into a powerful quote has been such a simple and effective way to give me that extra get up and go. It's having the motivational edge above your competitors that's going to drive you forward. Hi, my name's Andy Cracknell, Digital Awareness Game Changer Strategist at the GC Index, and I've been a game changer for 14,600 days. That's why I listen to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Hello and welcome to The Voice of the Phoenix, brought to you by Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. If you ask any business owner how they feel about the present pandemic, they'll say, fine, F-I-N-E. They're frustrated, they're insecure, they're neurotic and emotional. Yeah, we're all fine. But if you're feeling frustrated and insecure, this week's show could be the answer to your problems. My next guest is none other than Brisbane sales strategist, Andrew Kominos. Now, Andrew's been in contact with over a thousand businesses in the past month who are all affected by COVID-19. Andrew says many business owners are panicking, freaking out, which makes them incapable of solving problems, and they've got bad focus. Well, if that sounds like you, this might be a good time to get a pen and a notebook, lock yourself in, and turn up the volume. In just a few minutes, I'll be talking to Andrew to find out how you and your business can weather the storm of COVID-19. Don't go away. I'm Brian Simon with Fit Realty and Custom Homes of Virginia. You're listening to Kizzy Friday Game Changers. Listen, learn, and innovate. Thanks for dropping in. This week, I'm in the studio talking to sales strategist Andrew Kominos. But before we go to Andrew, I've been asked to tell you that Business Game Changer magazine is producing a 2020 showcase of the outstanding UK-based women in business. And I know that there are plenty of you out there. The UK's Top 10 Women in Business Award recognizes the outstanding contribution made by individual UK-based businesswomen. This contribution is either to their business, their local communities, or by inspiring and mentoring other entrepreneurs. For information about how to nominate yourself, a colleague or a client for inclusion in the UK's top 10 women in business, email businesseditor at email.com. That email just once more is businesseditor at email.com for the UK's top 10 women in business award. Okay, job done. Let's get on with the show. Um, with me this week is sales strategist and sales supremo, Andrew Kominos, who's also a highly regarded consultant and coach. Andrew, it's fantastic to have you join me. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. The pleasure is all mine. Before we get started, Andrew, tell us a bit more about what you do as a sales strategist. Well, uh, I actually help businesses to, you know what? I'm just going to tell you my why. 
because a, a little a little while ago, I, I've been trying to come up with this 60 second script of how we do this and how I make this. And everyone has this, you know, 60 second elevator pitch. And then I realized, you know what, my why is much more important. And I realized, I, I thought the reason I started this business was to make lots of money. And I realized, and then when I did my why and I drilled down, because I've got this process that I worked through and I drilled down on finding what's the main reason, what's my just cause for having this business? What's the whole purpose behind it? And I realized the whole idea is to spread joy and happiness by empowering small business owners and entrepreneurs to succeed and live happy lives. That's what I do. I empower small business owners and entrepreneurs to succeed and live happy happy lives by helping them to build consistent sales and grow their business and actually achieve their dreams rather than just hopefully do some courses that might get them something. I'm the results guy. I get you results effectively. Excellent. So you are Mr. Results. So, and tell me, who are your clients? Are you talking primarily to um, small business owners, to medium-sized organizations, or do you go to the large corporates and give presentations? Primarily, I speak to small, uh, small to medium-sized business owners. So a lot of my, a lot of my clients are actually coaches and service providers and startup entrepreneurs. And what tends to happen is that these guys start in business and the first thing that they want to do is figure out their business card, their website, their marketing and all those sorts of things. And it's my job to come in either before that, which I say to everyone, you need to come in to me before you go do, you know, get your your website done or your or your business card done. You know, the first thing you need in any business is a sales process. So how do you sell what it is you want to sell? What what kind of clarity do you have over that? If you don't have that, then you can't make any money. But they usually come to me after they've gotten the website built. They've done the marketing course. They've spent thousands and thousands of dollars and they're not making any money. And then I go, well, here's how you do it. And then they start to get results. And uh, so primarily I talk to people who have been in business for a year to start, you know, they maybe five, six or, or low seven figure businesses. And then I do talk to bigger businesses in terms of 30, 40, $50 million businesses up to about 60 or 70 million. If it's a project-based work, I don't usually coach them one-on-one or in group scenarios. That's more the entry-level businesses. I remember reading somewhere that you actually started your sales career doing door-to-door sales. Now, that's got to be a tough one. What was that like for you? That was amazing, actually. I am a weird person. I can say that right now. The majority of people, when it comes to -to door-to-door sales, are one, terrified of it, two, think it's the worst job in the world. And how it actually happened, Kizzy, if you don't mind a bit of a story really quickly, uh, is... I had I had no motivation as a as a young kid, none, zero. And I remember coming home one day to my dad, and my dad and I brought a girl home, and it wasn't my girlfriend; it was just a girl. And she said, and he said um, nothing to her. He would he didn't even talk to her. Just walked in, and I said, "Hey, uh, Dad, this is Alex." And he looked at her, looked back at his friends, you know, because he's Greek, and he was in there drinking a cafe with his mates. And he looked at me, looked back at her, and looked at me again, and said, "Andrea." What are you contributing to the world? And that was it. And I got so much flack for that for so long from all my friends. I mean, she just doubled over and laughed her right there on the spot that it really honestly made me think a little bit about my life and go, geez, maybe I need to do something anyway. So I decided I was going to get this job and 
I saw on Seek this job for no experience needed. Seek is a job platform in Australia. I don't know if you have that over there, but it basically allows you to get, it's a platform in which you can find jobs. And I said, no experience needed. I had no experience. So I applied. And when I applied, I walked in on the first day and there was a bunch of people clapping hands, yelling, you know, just full cultish activity. And most people would run. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was the best thing, right? Because I'm Mr. Energy. I love having the right energy. I love high energy. And I was in there and I realized when I got out on the on the floor or when I got, got trained in selling and then I went out and did it, I realized one, I was very good at it. And two, I loved doing it. And so I went through that and did door-to-door sales for a year. And for anyone that knows door-to-door sales, most people last two weeks. So a year is life tenure. You sound like a, an, an anomaly, um, a contradiction even, because um, you're a business person, you're an entrepreneur, and you love selling. And But most of the biz- business people that I've met or I've spoken to would say that they've got a passion for business. They love the idea of engaging customers. They love the idea of changing the way certain things are done or improving the quality of um, a customer's life or business. But when it comes to selling, it's sort of cringe and say, well, I'm not a salesperson. I find it difficult to talk about money. I find it difficult to ask for money. How do we overcome that? How do we overcome that barrier of saying to ourselves, we're not salespeople? You just are, period. Like there's, there's, that's the thing, right? So we keep saying, a lot of business owners say that they're not salespeople, but the answer, the truth is, is you have to be honest with yourself. Uh, you're a salesperson. If you get in business, Kizzy, like for instance, you, Kizzy, run successful magazines, podcasts, and all those sorts of things. You still have to sell people into wanting to be on your show. And you need to still sell people into listening to your show right now. You are on this podcast right now. If your podcast is not an interesting podcast, it's not effective, then quite simply, you will not, no one will listen, right? It needs to be interesting. People need to like it. Then you need to sell the advertising of the podcast of the on the podcast. If, if someone wants to advertise on your podcast because you've got lots of listeners, right? It doesn't matter who you are. You're in business. You are a salesperson to some degree. And the thing is, is you should, most people should get, should is a dirty word, right? I shouldn't say should. Most people need to be comfortable with selling before they get into business. The unfortunate fact is though that they're not. And so to overcome that struggle with selling, the biggest thing you can do is learn how to do it effectively. You know, without plugging myself here. It doesn't matter whether it's me or it's anyone else in the world. You need to find someone who can teach you to sell in an effective, ethical, and beautiful way because selling when you know how to do it properly is not scary. It's beautiful. It's fun. And people love you to sell to them. And I can tell you, I could share a story right now, which I won't, but I could share a story right now where that will show you in effect, how people actually want you to sell to them. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, you, you can't say that and not share. <laughs> people want me, tell me, what's the story? Tell me the story, please. All right, I'll summarize. I'll summarize it. All right. So uh, the story is simple, actually. I'll, I'll actually, I'll just make it this way. Imagine a, a lady goes into, actually, that's the story. A lady goes into a store, right? And she goes into one store and she gets served. 
And she gets served by this guy who is a fantastic salesperson. He asks her questions and he makes her laugh. And then right at the end, he gets a bit pushy and he wants her to buy this TV, you know, buy, buy, buy. And he gets a bit pushy and she gets grumpy and she walks out and she's like, you know what? Bad salesperson. I don't want to be a member of that store because, well, the person was pushy. She goes into the next store to get a TV from someone else. And in that store, they don't serve her at all. They just basically wave at her and then she has to walk around, find where the TVs are and talk about and and figure out her own information, which one's the good one, which one's the bad one. She has no idea what she's doing. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, Kizzy. You're you're the interviewer here, so technically you should be asking me the questions, but I'm going to ask you a question. Mm. Which one did she complain about? Which store? I would imagine that she would complain about the second store, the one that ignored her and just waved at her and allowed, made her do all the work. Absolutely. Why? Because people want to be sold to. What they don't want to be is pushed into things. Okay. Uh, So there's a subtle difference there, isn't it? Um, You're giving them options. You're telling them what's available, but you're not pushing them. Correct. Building... True sales is about building absolute beautiful relationships. And those relationships, if you do everything right in a sale, to be flat honest about it, if you can do everything right in a sale, by the time you get to the end of the sale, they will close themselves. So I'm just taking notes here as you're talking because I'm going to need to remember this at some point. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are doing exactly the same sort of thing. Um, before I, I spoke to you, Andrew, I used to think that the most important words, the three most important words in the English language prior to our conversation, I thought was, I love you. But after listening to you talking, I'm thinking that three most important words would be something like, can I help? Because if you can help people and if you can uh, build a relationship with them, then you're more likely to be able to, to get them to buy into whatever you're selling. I wouldn't say that they are, that can I help is the most important words. I would actually say that the most important words in the, in, in any, in the world, the most important words, most, and there before is how can we connect? Ah, I like it. We, we live in a connection economy. And if you truly connect with someone on a true core level, you understand their needs. You understand their wants. You are capable of analyzing those, right? And if you're not the right person to help them, then you will know. And if you are truly connected with someone on a deep level, you also don't want to screw them over, right? So therefore, you're not going to sell them something unethical and you will refer them to the right person. Right, so how can we connect? I like that. That's a fantastic idea. Very, very powerful. Um, I'm just wondering how how does that idea relate to the present circumstances? Because we are living in interesting times. You can see the quotation marks. We're living in interesting times. And there is a temptation everywhere to think that the sky is falling and the world will never be the same again. In your opinion, how should business owners be responding to COVID-19? Not the way they are, is the answer. Um, I think, you know, these are hard times and I completely understand that. And I think everyone, there's a lot of people struggling out there, but I can tell you from from my point of view, it's actually been a very positive experience. I know right now that every single one of my clients has actually increased their business. They haven't dropped in business. And that's because when you respond 
to COVID-19 or you respond to any situation, then how, then when you respond to any negative situation, it's about four major keys. If it's a economic situation or a, a situation to do with um, any global crisis whatsoever, I really recommend these four keys. Number one is your focus. See, the majority of people are focusing backwards, right? They're focusing on consolidation and saving money. And I assume you've probably seen that left, right, and center. Would I be right, Kizzy? Absolutely. Yeah. Consolidation. Now, let me give you somewhere else where someone's focused on consolidation. Back in the 1930s, in 1929, does it? do you know what happened? There was a thing called the Great Depression. And the Great Depression, everybody knows that, obviously, but the Great Depression was massively... It was, it was just a massive economic crisis. That's all it was. And during the Great Depression, there was two companies. One was named Kellogg's and the other one was named, I believe, Stone. I actually can't remember because it was it's it's not around anymore. Now, Stone, uh, let's, let's say that their name was Stone, but effectively they are a... They, they are both uh, cereal companies. And this was back in a time where cereal wasn't super famous and wasn't super, wasn't something you had every day. It was just coming into gear, right? And at that time, this other company, they actually consolidated. They cut their costs. They pulled their marketing back. At the same time, Kellogg's doubled their marketing, doubled their spend, put more staff on and started advertising Rice Krispies like crazy. Now, have you ever heard of the other company, Stone? No. Have you heard of Kellogg's? Absolutely. The way you run your business now is what will define how your business moves through to the future, right? So, and what happens is, is if you focus backwards on consolidation and saving money, then what you're going to focus on is how do I keep the current money I have and dwindle it away? But nothing will save you if you're not earning any more money. So my, so what I say is the first thing you need to do is focus forward. Focus on how you can make money, not how you can spend money. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. I'm taking notes, Andrew. Just keep talking. So the first <laughs> point, <laughs> this is great. Okay. So the first point is focus. Focus forward. What else do I need to bear in mind? Focus forward. So the next thing is to diversify. So diversify your business. Change it up a little, right? The things that were working for you yesterday or the things that were working for you before COVID-19, they ain't working anymore, right? Because people are in a different frame of mind. And I'm going to talk about three big keys over the next three steps. And those three big keys are people's mentality, people's time, and people's cash flow. You see, when you come up with an offer, when you diversify your business, when you set a plan, there are three big keys that you need to take into account. And that is what's someone's mentality? How much time do they have? And what's their cash flow? For instance, let's look at it from a product base. Uh, if they have lots of time, they have a bad mentality, and they have uh, high cash flow, that's a really good thing for TVs, right? Because someone wants to escape from their life, they have lots of time to do it, and they have lots of money to spend. So it's great for TVs. Now, the same thing could be said on you know, podcasting for you, right? If someone has lots of time, a fair bit of money, but they also have, um, but they also have a bad mentality. Well, maybe they want to listen to podcasts, podcasts, get them away from their life and they feed their brain something interesting, 
right? So from a podcast to a TV, you've got to figure out, okay, how do I match up with that? So when, when we talk about diversifying your business, though, the second step, diversifying your business is you need to figure out, right? Okay, so during this time, how much time do people have? Well, a lot of people are in lockdown. A lot of people are at home. A lot of people aren't spending as much time at restaurants. They can't. You know, a lot of people are sp- aren't spending as much time with their friends because they can't. And so because of that, they've got more time, which for you, Kizzy, is great because then people have more time to listen to podcasts. For me, uh, so because of that, we need to know, okay, how do I diversify my business so that I can make use of their time? And then we know that they've got low cash flow. So how do I change my my business so that it matches their current cash flow? And then their mentality, how do I reach them at their current mentality? What do I need to do? To, how can I reach them? How can I get to that and change their mentality? Because that's what's going to make them feel better because that'll lead them to the new era. So that's number two is diversifying your business. And then number three is the offer. And this is where time, mentality, and cash flow really heavily comes into play. Because if you don't, because when you're putting together your new offer for this arena, for this new time, you need to have good, you need to make sure that you're using people's time effectively. You need to make sure that you're using their cash flow. They've, you've got your, your offer matches the current cash flow. So likely you need a less priced offer, but that does not mean that you heavily just discount your stuff and lose out on profit or particularly as a coach or a service provider where your, your, your product is your time, you know, that doesn't mean you just discount your time. What it means is you need to change the offer to match their cash flow and give them the value that's, that's worth that time. And then finally, uh, you need to match their mentality. And again, so what's their mentality? What's their purchasing mentality? If they're not willing to spend lump sum, then you need to do it monthly. If they're not willing to spend higher, if you're not, if you can't, if you don't have a lot of leads, then you need to find a way to minimize the amount of leads you need to maximize the amount of profit you're getting or the amount of revenue you're having. And then finally, once you've got the focus, you've diversified your business, you've changed the offer to match the current climate, then finally, the last one is to have a plan. How are you going to implement all this stuff? In what way are people listening? In what way are people watching? In what way are people buying? In what way? And right now, everyone's online. So be online. Go mental. I remember the second we heard about this, I tripled my output of videos or my output of posts or my output of social media. I just tripled almost instantaneously. Is that a lot of work for me? Absolutely. Is it valuable? Has it saved my business? Has it grown my business? Has it excelled me into the next level? Absolutely done that too. Fantastic. Okay. So the four pillars of of a successful business during a pandemic is you've got to focus forward. You've got to diversify. You've got to match your offer with the present climate and you've got to have a plan. Very wise words indeed. Um, Before we continue with our conversation, Andrew, we're going to take a quick break, have a cup of tea and listen to some music. This week's incredibly talented entrepreneur, this week's boss star is Suzanne Noble from the UK. During the day, Suzanne runs Advantages of Age, a brilliant social enterprise which helps over 50s discover new pathways to employment. At night, however, at night, everything changes. 
Suzanne transforms into one of the most talented singers we've ever showcased on Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Suzanne sings dirty blues and jazz from the 20s and 30s. And boy, does she sing it well. Here she is, Suzanne Noble performing My Handyman. Have a listen. said a good man was hard to find absolutely positively sure was blind i've got the best i'm brian stolly founding partner of wildcat venture partners hey tangerly here all the way from melbourne australia i'm a leadership and mindset specialist for real estate and property professionals hi i'm jonathan from amplify hi i'm johnny Combe, ceo of pay by phone uk i'm kenneth hafianyo the founder of jogwefa an ethical fashion brand based in ho volta region ghana my friday is never the same without kizzy's friday game changes he threads my needle, creams my wheat, heats my heater, he chops my meat. My man is such a handy man. Don't care if you believe or not, he sure is good to have around. When my furnace gets too hot He's right there to cool my damper down Forever Number one means you're always on top You're, 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 you're on the number one My man is such a handyman He flaps my flapjacks Cleans off the table. He Love this game-changing interview? Share your thoughts by posting a comment. Sharing is caring. He's such a handyman. He really is God's gift, you know. Hi, I'm Ludwina Dordovic, the founder and CEO of The Room Exchange, and you're listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Listen, learn, and innovate. He's such a handyman. Never has a single thing to say when he's working hard. You really ought to see the way he handles my front yard My ice doesn't get a chance to melt away He sees that I get a fresh piece each and every day My man is such a handyman Kitty's Friday Game Changers, Book of the Week Hello everybody, I'm so excited to be doing this. My name is Danielle Diallo and I am a TEDx speaker, public speaking and mindset coach with uh, students both nationally and internationally. I'm also a member of the startup group, the innovation crowd in the city of Casey and work as a sales coordinator. 
at Digital Eagles, Melbourne's best digital marketing agency. Now, as a young leader and um, go-getter, business is exciting to me, and in particular, leadership. I've always wanted to be the best I can be. That's my. That's what keeps me going. So last year, I stumbled across a book called The Dynamic Leader by Shelley Follett. Now, I've had the wonderful privilege as well to meet Shelley Follett on multiple occasions, and this she's she's just incredible. In The Dynamic Leader, she teaches how to find a balance between tasks and people and treating both with equal importance. She shares a nine-stage model that she has created to help readers focus on relationships, respect, and results. Because these are often the tasks that, the things that we we seem to focus one on, right? So she teaches us how to address that. When I read it, I felt like all my thoughts as well were being were being considered. Because as leaders, I'm sure you would agree to this, we have worries and concerns as well and self-doubt. And she shows that, you know, we, we all have deficiencies. And it's often hard for leaders to admit this because everybody's looking up to them, right? This book is an absolute, absolute must-read because she teaches us how to... she teaches us how to take care of those thoughts and how to become more dynamic so we can lead better. It's an absolute must-read. Can't say more than that. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye! I'm Brian Stolle, founding partner of Wildcat Venture Partners, and my Fridays wouldn't be the same without Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Kizzy's Friday Game Changers, elevator pitch of the week. Please stand back from the closing doors. Please select a level. Going up. Hi, I'm Ludwina Dordovic, the founder and CEO of The Room Exchange, a platform that connects busy households with a spare bedroom with guests who provide an agreed amount of help, skills or knowledge in exchange for food and accommodation. It's a new way to stay and it's changing the way people live. You can find The Room Exchange at www.theroomletterexchange.com and you can also listen to our podcast at exchangerevolution.com. Top floor, good luck. Hi, this is Sandra Spataro, co-CEO and co-founder of InspireCore. My Friday wouldn't be the same without Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Welcome back. Before the break, you're listening to Suzanne Noble of Advantages of Age performing My Handyman. I'm in the studio talking to Brisbane sales strategist, Andrew Kominos. Now, Andrew, you probably don't know this, but we're connected on LinkedIn. And you do this brilliant section called Andrew's Tip of the Day. Uh, Episode 22, uh, you said, don't forget about outside, which I guess was a reference to the fact that we can't go out now. What was the idea behind Andrew's Tip of the Day? Why did you start this? Uh, Well, I did, when I first started my business, this is a weird one. When I first started my business, I was looking, okay, how do I get noticed online, right? How do I gain traction online? Like I had no, absolutely no network, right? So I had a great uh, network when it came to corporate, because I've been in corporate my whole life, but I had no network when it came to, you know, just social media. I hadn't built any social media. You know, even to this very day, uh, I have 150 followers on Instagram. Woot. You know what I mean? So social media was not my thing. I mean, Facebook, I'm great. LinkedIn, great. But, you know, Instagram, still not my thing, right? But at the time, I had nothing and I had to figure out a way to generate some traction. And everyone else, and lots of people were saying, oh, do live videos, do this. And I did this course and she said, 
this lady said, do live videos and do them regularly. And everyone else was like, okay, I'm going to do three a week. And everyone else, some other people, like, I'm going to do one a day. And they did these random things. And not me. I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it with epic levels of consistency. Like it has to be absolutely crazy. And so I stepped in and I did a video a day for a hundred episodes. And I called it the surge rules of three. And for the first 15, 20 episodes, I thought, geez, this is just absolutely no one is watching these. And then I got to 20 and people started to realize, okay, this guy, this guy's not going anywhere. And so I got uh, two or three or four views. And then I went to 25 and 30 and 35. And suddenly things started to go crazy. Like I'd get, you know, 20 or 30 people watching at the same time. And for me back then it was huge. And so I was like, oh my God, everyone's watching. And then I'd go to events in Brisbane and people were like, oh, you're that Surge Rules of Three guy because there was the consistency was there and I was sharing it everywhere. And so after a hundred episodes, I did this giant, awesome episode that, you know, with two hours interviewed two people. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. And it was a great video. And because of that, uh, it was so successful that... I was like, I'm going to do another one. And when I do this other one, it's going to be fantastic. And then I stopped and I didn't do another one for months and months and months, like six, eight, 10 months even. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And then I tried to implement another one and I didn't have the consistency. And then I was like, you know what? And then this COVID period hit and about 20 days ago, I guess, 22 days ago, 23 days ago now, I said, you know what? I'm doing Andrew's tip of the day. That's the new show. Uh, and I just decided everyone needs a tip a day, you know, like an apple a day keeps the doctor away and Andrew's tip a day keeps the business, I don't know, at bay. I don't know. It's, it, <laughs> you know, it makes it effective and it makes it, and it's, it's good. Everyone needs a tip. And I, I have this feeling that, you know, if even one person every day hears the message and even one person every day create, it changes something for them, then that's that's a good day and that's a good episode. I follow it religiously and um, I listen, I, I actually check in on your tip of the day before I get my day started, just in case, you know, it can give me that extra push and extra zing to get things done. And it does a fantastic job. So thank you very much for your uh, your insight. It, it, it really does help. Oh, you're well, you're welcome. Thank you very much for watching. We're going to go move over to uh, a section of the show called uh, Past, Present and Future. Now, now, don't panic. This means that I'm going to ask you three questions that will hopefully give us a unique insight into the mind of game changer Andrew Kominos. Now, will you submit to the program? No. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for dropping in. And it's yeah. been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you imagine that? No. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll wrap up the show just there. See you later. <laughs> you know, one day, one day, somebody's going to say exactly that. Now I know exactly what to say back to them. <laughs> oh, that would be, that would, that, I just, I almost wanted to keep that going for longer. I'm like, nah, I should, I won't do it. <laughs> You're, you're a cruel man, Andrew. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was worth it. So I'm going to take that as a yes, Kizzy. I would love to submit I myself. I would love to submit to self, myself to your torture. Go nuts. Excellent. Excellent. Listen, this is going to be great. Um, breathe deeply. Uh, have a sandwich. Just sit back and relax because this is going to be so much fun. I guarantee it. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. I've got the popcorn out. I've got the 
Big screen on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Now you're going to hear um, the sound of a clock ticking in the background. That's the sound of time passing second by second. Let's start with the past. You're traveling back 20 years to meet the young Andrew Kominos, who's just starting out on his goal to become a, a successful, game-changing business leader. Now, Andrew asks you for one strategy that will help him grow his business. What do you tell him? Take action, take action fast, take action loud, and take ma- just take action. Action is the essence of success. Wow, that, that works. That really does work because I know that for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's actually getting started. That's the hardest thing. You, is that something you might have experienced when you started off as a, uh, a young business person? Uh, absolutely. I think everyone does. I mean, I've always been a bit of an action taker, but I think my biggest thing that I see out there in the marketplace is, for instance, I was talking before about this lady that told us to do live videos and everyone was like, oh, yeah. um, mm, And they think about it and they have to plan everything out and everything has to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. Take action fast. The more action you take, the more times you'll get it wrong. The more times you get it wrong, the more times you'll get it right. I get the feeling that you're not a procrastinator by nature, are you? (laughs) I think it's funny you say that because I actually did just a massive speech to uh, all the business brokers in, in Australia recently about procrastination. Exactly that. And I think everyone, so I had to do a lot of research on it. And I think everyone's a procrastinator. Every single person procrastinates in some way. But I think it comes down to if you understand procrastination, you can stop yourself from doing it. Uh, but yes, when it comes to things that I that I want to do, and it, when it comes to things that I know I have to do, and I need to take action on because opportunity is calling, then hell no, I do not procrastinate. What would you say would be one of the most important things you have to you have to try to do if you want to get past procrastination. You need to know what you what your procrastination cycle is, right? Because everyone has everyone has in the cycle of doing things, everyone has a stage where they procrastinate. Some people procrastinate when they're standing up before they even sit down. They're like they just don't want to do the task. Other people sit down to do the task, or other people get into the task and they start the task, and then they procrastinate through the task. Right. And then other people get bored three quarters of the way through and never finish anything. Right. And so you just need to know where is my procrastination cycle. And then you have to understand how to put yourself in positive motivation during that part of the cycle. Now, I could go into if we've got the time, if we had the time, because I don't know if we do, but if we have the time, I can go into the six core, the six core. Uh, motivation elements. Uh, there's negatives and positives, but that is a that's a bit of a speech. That's a bit of a long one. Okay, but there are six of them. There are six. I'll I'll go through really quickly. Ready? Super fast. Please. Super fast. Motivation, real fast, right? So when it comes go. to motivation, there is there's a brown side and a green side. The brown side is the bad side. The green side is the good side. You want to be on the green side. So the 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 good side is play, purpose, and potential. When you play, you are directly in, like you're doing something that you love so much that you're going to perform at, at full speed, at full ball, because you love what you're doing. It you love what you're doing, right? Purpose. Uh, when you've got, when you're doing something that is your purpose in life, then you're taking an action that directly leads you towards your absolute why and your goal. So therefore, you're still going to perform at a hundred percent because you you're you're moving towards your 
biggest desire potential means the activity that I'm doing now is going to is potentially going to lead me towards that desire. For instance, if I go on holidays and I'm going on holidays and I want to have a great holiday uh, and I go, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym and get fit because that'll give me a better holiday. Now, it's not necessarily going to give you a better holiday, but because you're more fit, you have more energy, potentially you're going to have a better holiday. Now, then the brown side, and this is the one that most people live in, is uh, it's your emotional motivation, your survival motivation, and your inertia. Now, emotional motivation means I'm doing this because someone else wants me to do this activity, i.e. you go to uni for your parents because your parents want you to go to uni or do a particular course at university. You're not going to be motivated to do that course at all. You're not going to be motivated to, to get A's or get high distinctions. You don't care. Right, you're like, this isn't for me, this is for them. You're going to go sit at the cafe and chill out. And then you've got survival motivation. And that is, I'm going to do as much as I need to do to survive. So for instance, a lot of people in jobs, they do enough to keep their job, right? So for instance, a way to, a way to look at that is imagine if a lion was running towards you full speed. Would you run, Kizzy? I would be like a road runner. Yes, I would run. Yeah, yeah. Real fast, right? As fast as you can. Now, Take the same lion, delete his legs, and he's and he has no legs all of a sudden. Oh, he has one leg. The lion now has one leg. How fast are you going to run? Mate, I'd slap that lion around. I wouldn't run that fast. <laughs> You'd walk slowly away from him and go, I might even have a, a gander here because he can't get to me, right? It, it's survival. You, you perform in survival motivation as much as you need to survive, right? And so it's really important to understand that. And then finally, the last one is inertia. And this is the most de debilitating form of motivation. And inertia effectively means I did today because I did yesterday. And I did yesterday because I did the day before. And it's just, ugh, momentum. So they're the six forms of motivation. Wow. Okay. I, I'm going to stick with the other side and play purpose, purpose. and potential. Correct. Yeah. If you, stay on the, if you stay on the green side, uh, on the green side, you'll be more likely not to procrastinate. While you're on the brown side, then you're procrastinating. And actually, that's probably why you're procrastinating because you're feeling you're feeling emotional motivation or survival motivation or uh, inertia. And the way to stop that is actually quite simple is to get back over to the green side is you need to attach the activity that you're doing right now. You need to detach it from pain and attach it to pleasure. So how can I relate the activity I'm doing to play purpose or potential? Very wise words. Um, let's move into the present and stay with the idea of motivation. Um, Andrew, when you have those moments when you think to yourself, what am I doing with my life? Why didn't I take Kizzy's offer up and work with him doing voiceovers in the radio? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. Um, it, when you have I would those be moments, very good at voiceovers on the radio. Very good, actually. Actually, that's, that is freakishly good, actually. I'm going to remember that. You might be our candidate. Um, when you do have those odd moments, Andrew... What keeps you motivated? What keeps your feet on the ground? Uh, those, ugh, I think everyone suffers from time to time from lack of self-belief. I think for me, uh, I spent, uh, I don't, to be honest, Kizzy, I want to be just flat honest. I could sit here and tell you that I struggle with it and there's all these things I do. But I think for me, I'm a really happy, positive person. I just go do things that I love doing. And I very rarely feel like 
I just can't do this and I just want to give up. And when I do feel like that, it's just not a big feeling for me. But when I do feel like that, my thing is I just take a moment, step outside, have a day off, relax, have some fun, hang out, do something I love, something happy because I open my mind. And when your mind is closed because you think you can't achieve, then you're not going to solve the problem. But when your mind is is suddenly open by this, you know, it's open because you're happy, you're positive, you're in a great frame of mind, then you're more likely to solve problems and close deals and make everything successful. So take some time. Excellent. I like that idea. I really, really do. You know, you do, you do come across as a very positive and happy person. I think uh, anybody listening to this will uh, walk away thinking that's how I should be. Um, in, in the future, let's just move into the very near future or well, a very distant future in fact let's go a hundred years from now when people are talking about you andrew how would you like to be remembered that i inspired people to be joyous and happy that's 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 it for me my most important thing in the world is to promote happiness right because i think too much these days and don't be wrong i do not have a problem with people promoting you know, depression and anxiety. I mean, I, a lot of, you know, the people around me, I know, uh, feel that. And I have a really soft spot for it. And I, I want people to always speak up, always own your truth, always tell us, because when you tell people, you know, that stuff, it's, it's powerful and everyone can help. My problem is that there's a lot of people out there and there's a, there's a feeling out there that you can't promote happiness around you know, you can't promote happiness these days because it's insensitive to those that have anxiety and depression. And the unfortunate fact of that is that the the really unfortunate fact of that is that you, we deserve to promote happiness because if the world is constantly promoting, never promoting happiness, if we're never promoting happiness, then we're constantly moving further and further into negative, uh, into the negative and into into everyone feeling the same way and but if we can lift the world and lift the vibration and lift the energy towards happiness then that is a really really powerful thing so that's why my why is to is to inspire joy and happiness by empowering small business owners and entrepreneurs to you know be happy to succeed and live happy lives because that's what will change the world i think the idea of promoting happiness is the highest calling possible um the, the world may in fact be sick but i think that happiness is part of that cure. Um, we have tons and tons of questions still to go through, but I've just been handed a note saying, you are over your limit, Kizzy. I think they, they, the, the note means that we've gone way past our uh, allocated time for this interview. Um, I, I, I would like us to resume our conversation perhaps in a few months' time so we can share some more insight and wisdom on the show. Um, what do you reckon? Would that be possible, Andrew? Absolutely. I'd be happy to come back anytime, Kizzy. You just let me know. Fantastic. Well, until then, I've got to say it has been an absolute pleasure, a joy, and an inspiration to have you on the show. Thank you so much for talking to me, Andrew. You are very welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, I've got to say that um, the time that I've spent with Andrew has reminded me that every success story is really a story of constant adaption, revision and change. And the truth is, it's not the strongest or the most intelligent who will survive this pandemic, 
but those who can best manage change. This is the lesson that game changers like Andrew Communist are teaching us every day. Listen, learn, and innovate. Playing us out is a track called Rancho de la Luna by Sorty Lips, a.k.a. Francisca Iselli and Crystal Hall, founders of BasicBananas.com. See you next week. TikTok sales system. I'm here for Kizzy's Friday Game Changers, the world's number one podcast experience. You're always on top. You, 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 you're on the number one. Hi, I'm Jamie Martin from Ideal Shopping Direct, and my Fridays wouldn't be complete without Kizzy's Game Changer Show. touch with Kizzy's Friday Game Changers by emailing FridayGameChangers at email.com and follow us on Twitter by searching for Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. I